0: Everyone, uh, in today's episode, I'm joined with Sandy, and and Sandy is a is, is a teacher, and 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 she to uh, to t- 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 like I'll, I'll just hand it over to you, Sandy, because uh, I think you 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 know more than me. <laughs>
1: okay yeah Um, i'm a teacher and i'm also autistic myself um i'm a year four teacher and i work in a mainstream school i'm passionate about children in general but um they say not to have your favorites but i suppose for me being on the spectrum i do have a soft spot for those children that are on the spectrum themselves um i'm a firm believer of keeping it inclusive so i think being on the spectrum myself when I do plan and think about the resources, um, I think really carefully for SCN children. And as much as people think that actually SCN children can't progress, they will be stuck where they are. Um, but I've been teaching for four years now, and I've had different children come to me on the spectrum and they've made progress when they have left. And it's one of those about yet they work a little bit differently and their minds are different, but if you can plan a according to that that actually any child can get anywhere where they need to
0: yeah uh, i i completely agree because like um like because like we're both on the, the spectrum sandy like we kind of know that like you can like um, set your goals and get there
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah because um like ha, ha, like when you was younger sandy was that your dream to be a teacher
1: um, yeah, I think after watching Matilda um, and watching Miss Honey, I was like, Yep, that's what I want to be. But obviously, when you grow older, I wanted to be an art teacher, and um, those obviously that are on the spectrum, they along comes a gift for some people, and art is something that um I was really good at being while I was young, and everyone plus oh she's so gifted. But that obviously as I learned more about autism, that's something that comes along with that. So I wanted to be an art teacher, but it's interesting that actually art is one of the subjects i really struggle to teach because it comes so natural for me my mind just works that way and i can just paint i can draw and sketch but to actually explain to someone how to draw and sketch my mind doesn't quite operate in that way so as much as people i oh, should do this with art and i just can't teach it i can do it but i can't teach it it's impossible but um yeah so in the end i just went into the teaching and um, roots
0: and like like um, how long have you been like like, te- like teaching like people with autism
1: um, so I've been teaching for four years so I've been with year four for four years um, so I've had different children come to me I've got at the moment there's three children that are on the spectrum and there's four that are um, not haven't got an educational health plan however recognizing them I can recognize straight away that they're high functioning and I think that's the sad thing about it sometimes in mainstream schools they always take into consideration those that um, are on the spectrum and it's they're quite low functioning but third that actually you can spot from a mile that I would call it a little bit more quirky and they need more time and I think being that myself while I was growing up and then not getting noticed till later on for me when I do see children it's a red flag and straight away I look at them and think yep you're on the spectrum but just because they are academically bright they get missed missed off the system and it is sad and it's a long process to help these children to get those um, get that educational health um, care plan in place at that time but yeah
0: yeah, I, I do. I think it's really hard to, to get like um, a plan as well, isn't it? Because yeah. it's a, it's a very long process.
1: Yeah, it can take up to almost two to three years.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like a lot from myself, Sandy, actually having the experience of going to a mainstream school, and then um, eventually moving on to like a special needs school, where like um well, there's all sort of people there that understand you a whole lot more, and you can just yeah. notice the difference.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. and um like, 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 like with your um autism um sandy um would you diagnose quite young um no quite late actually um i was only diagnosed about
1: five years ago so um i think while i was teaching and getting into my route um i was on my training and i thought gosh this sounds way too familiar i know my dad is my brother is but um so i was aware of what autism was but um when I start looking at it how it presents itself in girls in particular and I started to put the pieces together and that's when I actually went through the whole process but then all the pieces fell into place just the way and I think that's the sad thing about it especially women, their obsessions are slightly different than what people consider to be as a norm, like my obsession is shoes I will never wear them but I've got so many but for any other woman it's like yeah women like shoes, absolutely fine or putting things in rows and stacking things and I suppose then, when I tracked back when I was younger and all the role play and the Lego, um, wanting to be on my own, um, social anxiety, and all those things, when I put all the pieces together, it was like, oh yeah, of course, now it all makes sense. But at the time, growing up, I, I had no idea. I just had to go through the struggles day by day, thinking that's just normal. But obviously going into training and teaching and learning about autism, it was just fascinating to see how different it looks and presents itself in women and because women it's known that they mask it more than boys tend to do that's why it's really hard to pick up when they're younger
0: yeah yeah like um i think you do find like w- 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 with girls um you-, you kind of like to see more boys are like mm. uh like like you you can get, like see their autism more than like a, a, a girl yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah yeah it's quite sad really isn't it yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, especially like um, with people on the spectrum um, that um, get, they find it hard to get um, like jo- get a job or uh, like, like 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 that. Yeah, and I think that, 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 that's quite upsetting as well
1: yeah and I think especially I think those that are on the spectrum it's that social anxiety so the prep about going to an interview and you get all flustered and worked up and to be sitting in front of people that you don't know all of those things will add to your experience and unfortunately the way you're portrayed in front of an interview by those that are the interviewers and they won't know at that time and take that into consideration and they don't realize actually even the moment you step into that room you've just taken a massive step and how much of a big deal that is and it's just sad sometimes but then you get those um those companies that do understand and then make those arrangements but I think that's the sad thing about it is the awareness of how much and how it affects adults especially and taking all those things into consideration when they do think about offering
0: um people jobs as well yeah yeah and uh, like I feel like um it's very hard to explain as well um mm. like um No no matter how how old you are, or like when you do get diagnosed, it's very hard to like just explain like to maybe a workplace or or or, or someone you're not sure because like uh, at first like I know when I was diagnosed, I was nine, I I was quite young, and uh, I didn't really know what it was until um, later on, like a few years down the line, and I was always saying to myself that uh, like um, it. I'm not as smart or anything but and and now I just realise I am. I'm like um I have my own like like you have your own own hobbies that you you're obsessed with aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not. Yeah. No, and I think that I think that, that that is a good thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because um, like, like, like like you said Sandy, you you, you like you're like um collecting with shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and my painting that's my main hobby while I'm sketching and painting and I think I can just sit there for hours and let the world go by and I'll be sitting in my room just painting away but that's something that is just a hobby something that I can do for hours but that's something I do for me um, but yeah, so it is one of those and I think that's, that's the hard thing that people don't understand is that you know when you see academics it's not about maths it's not about english it's actually about the overall and what about all the others like from drama to music and all those things but it's just society and the way they make those judgments actually growing up it's all about english and maths and how academic academically bright you are
0: but they miss all the other areas as well yeah yeah like um like, like for example i remember like a um, mainstream school because like um, maybe sometimes like you might um, go, go off track but you might get distracted and uh, teachers sometimes automatically think that you're doing it on purpose you're, you're just not interested with what's going on in the lesson but it's not that that's kind of like part of like you and your autism that uh, makes you a little bit more distracted
1: yeah definitely and I think that's the hardest thing, and I think that's one thing I do get frustrated about is um, obviously being on spectrum myself. I understand it a little bit more. Is when teachers don't have that patience and don't understand, and I think especially during COVID and when children have gone back to school, especially those that are, are autistic, they've struggled the most because their routines changed. They've come from six months of sitting at home and doing things their way. So just trying to get some children even to come into the classroom has been hard work but then those, children, those teachers that haven't had the patience don't quite understand. And it's like, well, that's been their routine for that long and you need to give them that time to adjust again because they're starting all over again. They need at least another four weeks like I did um, to adjust again to everything from this setting and just this is the way that things are done and that structure again in their day. And I think that's been the hardest thing to watch. But even little things from stimming, like those that are aware of it, they know that. Oh yeah, if a child is rocking or shaking their leg or they're biting something, they're just stimming. There's nothing wrong in that. That's their way of expressing themselves. Of if they're angry, emotional, or even happy. But for me, when people don't see that, or you get teaching assistants that will tell them, "Nope, stop. You can't do that." It's like, no, you don't do that to a child. That is them expressing themselves. You can't stop them from stimming, and it's those little things that I really struggle with. But being passionate, I'm quite outspoken, and I will explain to the teacher why they're doing it. And even myself, on my tag, I usually have a fiddler as well, um, and I'm sensitive to sound, so I've got um, ear defenders as well. So when it's in the hall and it gets too loud and there's a play, I will put it into my ear, into my ear. And when other staff members look around, I'm not I, I'm not someone that's embarrassed. In- about it and i would openly talk about yeah because i've got this um i'm sensitive to sound and even parents evening the head teacher's quite nice like that will make adjustments for me so i'm not in the call but um i think the nice thing about it is how many people have become aware and teachers especially i think me while i've been there speaking about it and i think the stuff that you're doing yourself in the podcast and helping people to become aware of what it actually looks like and what are the troubles and what are some of the things that we actually struggle with on a day-to-day basis
0: yeah, I, I, I feel like it's it's very important to talk about it because um, um it can be very hard su- subject to understand I think for, yeah. for especially people that are not aware and, it, and it, I find it it's, mm-hmm. it's quite crazy like like when you do know mm-hmm. about it for a while and then you find out someone doesn't know about it and then um, you can't you have to Go 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 down the steps of like how you explain it because it's everyone's different. Everyone's different, aren't they? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I I actually remember. Um, I think it was actually two thousand and nineteen w- 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 when I went to this workplace and I had yeah. to I had I, um I had to explain what autism was because like everyone was in the room and no, no one knew what it was and I I was thinking wait like, none of you know what autism is um and they, they said no so i had to explain it and like like it like because i don't like um loud noise very much yeah and uh I or like um like stuff like that or if, 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 if a person goes too close to me i, I don't like if, if they're like right on top of me so or, i'll I sometimes find it hard and it's just, it's just these little things that you don't normally tell everybody on a daily basis it's just yeah. which can be hard
1: yeah definitely and i think that's the thing and i think it's about educating and starting young and i suppose when you do have that autism awareness week and everything else and it's like it's almost like taboo. this what you don't speak about it and even in school but that's something we're pushing but actually no like have assemblies talk about autism awareness and let children know that people are different and the kids the kids are pretty screwed on they know that actually that child behaves a little bit different and that child has meltdowns and but they need to know why and if you start a youngest primary as they grow up and years go by they will actually be aware and it is sad to know how to see how many adults that are not actually aware of autism what it actually means um, but like you said it's the whole they think, oh, well, no, actually, they seem fine. Looking at them, they seem absolutely fine. But from your senses and how they're heightened or they might be lowered. So I'm a little bit like yourself as well. When it comes to sound, can't deal with it. Too much crowds. Um, and also the whole people being in your space. That's a big deal for me. When someone's literally right next to me. And I think that's what I've struggled with at the moment at school, because the kids can be quite want to hug and want to become really close. And sometimes I have to try really hard and adjust to that. But, um, but like you said, it's, it's hard and those that aren't in that situation sometimes can be ignorant or they don't know and sometimes if they don't know, then it's hard and then you've got to explain and stand up there and tell them, actually, this is what it means and this is how my senses are affected as well.
0: Yeah, and I like, like um, because like I, I find it fun like, raising awareness of autism because it's like, um, yeah. getting it's another hobby i think as well and uh, like if someone doesn't know I'll, I'll, I'll happily um let them know what it is and so that another person does know about it but um uh, sandy do you do, do do you feel like because like uh, with autism do, do you think there should be like in schools and in everywhere really that there should be like a class just for autism um
1: as in like having children that are autistic
0: or yeah it can be children are autistic or or people that are not autistic yeah
1: i think i think in schools i think if you if if people are quit putting their children in mainstream schools I think it's important to keep those kids inclusive um, and allowing them to become part of the class and everything else however I think that in schools they should because they do do like mental health and everything else as a lesson to help children understand what mental health looks like and well-being I think they should throw autism in there as well and talk about those kind of things because actually that will help educate them and I Think that as a subject generally would help and that's just just talking about different types of disabilities from down we've got these kids that are Down syndrome as well and all those things like collectively putting that out as like a subject even if it's 45 minutes as a PSHE subject that would be fantastic but it's trying to get schools on board to do that and I think it's really hard because they argue the case and well we're mainstream if that's the case then you know you've got special schools that children can go to but if you're gonna have children And you're going to take all the budget and everything else from that section i still think it's important then invest it and teach
0: children yeah because i i feel like um it is very good to learn when you are young because Mm. um uh, even though like the children are not that like they're not they don't understand it then uh, uh, because it can be very hard to understand um, unless you don't unless you have it yourself but um because it's all it's all like but um, because like, we all have all the, the different ways where like um like for example another thing that older uh, like um if um like if someone was eating next to me and they were like you, you know when they eat and they and they bash on the plate quite a lot you hear that uh, like the metal yes. against the plate and the a plastic, quite, yeah. yeah quite a loud sound and I, I i i would have to like move away because i couldn't I, I couldn't send it to someone who did that because it, it, it was uh, that's part of my autism where I would just. That's exactly the same. No it's
1: so excruciating for my ears. I have to walk away. And I think that's the hardest thing. And I think when I did first start um, teaching the school and they weren't aware that I was um, on the spectrum, at the beginning, people thought, oh, she's, she's quite rude. And when they say good morning to me, I wouldn't make eye contact or I'd avoid the staff room and have my head straight down and look down on the floor and walk past and I'd say good morning but I'd look straight ahead and not at people or mumble under my breath and say oh, good morning because I was too anxious at the beginning and at the beginning when people eventually did find it's it like oh that makes sense all that time I thought oh gosh like she's a bit she's a bit rude she doesn't tend to say good morning and she puts her head down and oh she's a bit OCD when you go into her classroom everything's just very like organized and she wants it in a particular way and as everything come out there's like oh it all makes sense now but you're right initially like even if i was in a room and someone was clanging their plates and eating i would have to walk out as well in that situation but the person on the other side would think oh they just gone and done that and see as you know like, you're being rude but not understanding anything about it
0: yeah it, it, it's kind of in a similar way then, like um, when you hear someone put chalk on a, a whiteboard or like, <laughs> yeah. or like it, it, it's, it's kind of similar to that because uh, that's very squeaky that gets into your into your head and then <laughs> you kind of have to put your hands yeah. over your ears. Yeah, definitely. But like it's just these little things that you don't tell anyone really but um, when uh, w- 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 like um, like Sandy w- 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 when you were at your school like how, how long was it until like you told them that you was on the spectrum?
1: I think I was probably about five months in. My The head teacher of the school knew beforehand I had to make him aware of just because of the environment and everything else. And I think I really struggled at the beginning because those that are in teaching would understand like marking in general takes a long time. But I used to almost take an hour after the kids have gone just to get the classroom the way it was supposed to be. And that meant putting pens in a particular way. They had to be color coordinated. They had to be in the center of the table. What seemed the center for me would not seem center for everyone else. Books had to be organized and in rows and in height order. So it would take me over an hour. So I ended up even quite late most nights and um, for my own well-being I think I started to struggle thinking gosh like this is hard work and I'm struggling at the end of the day trying to get things perfect and I haven't even sat down and started to mark the books but even the marking I was quite a perfectionist so like no it has to be like this and it has to be like that and um, but yeah but like the school was quite understanding and they know of the situation and I think after that I was quite open about it Um, and then yeah so I've been quite open and to be fair I think five months in a lot of the people started to close those that were in my team or the staff members they started to find out and then word got around and it was one of those I think everyone was quite like oh do you know Miss Supple she's autistic We didn't know that and it was like the talk of the whole school but I didn't feel embarrassed or anything for me it was like yeah that's fine like and even when I'd get um you'd get those um, people from the outside to come in to assess children and then I would start talking to them about myself and it was fascinating because I'd be like oh never think you're on the spectrum would never, would never think that and sometimes when they're looking at kids and assessing them and I look at them thinking gosh you as much as you yeah, you're qualified in it but you're missing the other facts you're missing their other sensory needs and you're going to sit here and tell me that no this child they don't think is on the spectrum and maybe next year they'll come and assess them again because xyz but it's like you haven't been here to see them do this and this and this and it's hard sometimes and I think it's one of those because they think they've they specialise in it and they're therapists then they've got a qualification but I think when you're on the spectrum yourself I always say it as a red flag you can spot it from a mile you can walk into a room and you know straight away it's like a connection an instant connection and you see things in them and you're like yep yep
0: but we're, we're, we're the same it's one of those yeah yeah and, and like I think you, you do get that a lot um, where so, so someone will say to you that you don't look autistic but um, um, yeah like, uh, do, do you think that because we don't actually know what a, like an autistic person looks like it's just like yeah. it's just like um anyone could, could be autistic i think that's it and they just
1: think because autism presents itself so different in everyone um and that's a thing and anyone that they feel those that come under the high functioning as they call it they straight away assume that oh no no but you, you seem fine you can do every task you seem absolutely fine but they don't understand every other struggle that comes with it when well, that's the thing because we're masters at masking and because of that
0: i think it goes miss sometimes yeah yeah oh, 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 of course and and like like, like, like like as we said before i'm standing up with a lot of the routine changing so much like um, for, for, for through the pandemic, um, like because like like it, that, that must have been hard on you because it all changed quite a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it took me about. Two weeks completely switch off because I went from go, 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 and then that was it. Everything was over, but then I had to set myself a new routine. So I had, I had a little timetable that okay, I would wake up, I'd have to train, I have to do this on that day, and I made a little plan for myself and I stuck to it. And it usually takes me about four weeks to adjust to something new. um And that was it. And I, I managed as I went on, but I think I found it so difficult going back into teaching. And I think because it changed so much and the children we're still in our own bubbles, our playtimes are different, um, the way they've staggered dinners, everything is just so different. And even that has taken me probably the whole of this term to get used to because the moment I got used to it, a child would get COVID and it was a case of, sorry, your class has to close. So we'd be off for two weeks, then we'd go back in, get used to it again. And it was, that's it, sorry, someone else has tested positive, your bubble has to close and i think it has been so hard in that sense um but then it's one of those you just try to get used to it and it is hard and i think as an adult you find different coping mechanisms but for the children sometimes i do feel really bad for them because i think great now we're off for that long and when we go back it's going to be like this yeah
0: because a lot of the children have that they I'd have thought they wouldn't understand what's going on really as yeah. as, as much as like you yeah. class. But, which can be hard because like um it's very hard times I think it's like especially people do have autism there um just so could, 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 like finding it hard and everything
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah because um like um but um like like I think like the whole year it's been like up and down hasn't it like you can go in then you can yes. go out uh, like that
1: yeah
0: hopefully next year things might might get some sort of normality back whatever that might look like But yeah. fingers crossed yeah I think uh, I think I think that I think that that's, that'll be really good and hopefully better year than this year
1: <laughs> yeah definitely
0: because um I don't think um like I've, I've said um, quite a lot actually, that um, once um, it is 2021, we can kind of uh, forget 2020 and then just yeah. uh, forget that as a year in the calendar. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, ho- hopefully things do start to go to some sort of normal because I don't think it will be ever the way it was. It'll be always yes. people will always be cautious and everything
1: that's it yeah and i think masks will be sticking around for a while but um even that masks have been an interesting one as well because i know that those that are on the spectrum they're allowed to have their cards and they don't have to wear them because of the material and the sensation so i think that's been an interesting one as well and i think like i've played about with different materials and i'm actually someone that's fine i can wear a mask and it hasn't affected me too much um but um i know there's others that are struggling and they won't wear it but then there's been talks about oh people looking at them like oh you're not wearing a mask um so it's it's been interesting and I think even that in itself like has created awareness for autism and when we have spoken saying oh well actually because of this 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 and you might see
0: people that don't wear masks as well I think that, that is a hard one because and um, although, like, 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 people would just like, like, if you walk past someone that's not wearing a mask, they'd kind of think, "Why are you not wearing a mask?" But yeah. it's it's very hard because, like, although I think most people would love to wear a mask just to protect themselves, um, yeah. but um, they just can't because maybe like asthma, like a, like a. I, I wear a mask, but because uh, I have to, because I, I have Crohn's disease as well, so um, that kind of makes me a very vulnerable. vulnerable as well yeah through the coronavirus so um I, I have asthma but my asthma is okay and like i have, I have an autism i could like i think it's for the, for the best wearing mask but i, I know yeah. like with autism like with, with like children and everything and if you are like high, high function as well it can be very hard yeah especially and yeah, is that what you, you found like in your class with the masks
1: um, to be fair the kids have been fine but though there's been those that obviously have got their needs and stuff and they've struggled and not quite understand why they have to wear it um and it's trying to explain to them because they're young and they're obviously their needs are a little bit more so um they've really struggled with that concept as well but as time's gone they know that oh it keeps them safe and everything else um but yeah they've been
0: okay yeah uh, and do do you do... do you do you you feel like um like talking about autism like like really helped like your like your autism as well
1: yeah definitely i think i've learned so much about myself while being on this journey and i think like actually looking into it and researching and seeing how different it is and looking at even like looking at adhd and how that presents itself and just generally I think I've learned so much more about myself as well on this journey thinking oh okay that explains this and I think things that didn't make sense when you were younger as well it's like having the jigsaw piece and you start putting the pieces together as you grow older because things make more sense so I think with that said that's definitely helped yeah you know,
0: I think it's a it's very interesting autism isn't it <laughs> yeah definitely yeah because there's so much you can talk about it like there's all sorts like um like 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 this like i think that it's very good that everyone is different isn't it because we can't yeah. if we were the same i think we mad wouldn't we like <laughs> 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 because um no, it's, i think it's good to be different and um like uh it's everyone i think everyone should be proud to have it as well
1: yeah that's it
0: yeah and, and like 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 sunny light but like um do if if you remember um like before you was diagnosed um, what have you heard of autism like then like but like before you was diagnosed
1: um, I think because I was taking the teaching route and I had been in that setting already I was aware of what autism was because there would be children even when I was at university and they'd, I was them um, doing my placement in a secondary school so I know there was children that would have meltdowns and that's when I become more aware of ADHD and everything else um, but prior to that being younger I can't ever remember anything being said about autism or being educated in that area at all.
0: Yeah, because it is a um, like a like because I, I, I I've known schools that have had had like autism like training that to, to, to just have like teachers getting taught autism that um, maybe a, li- a little bit more because um, not i um, because like as we said there's so much to learn about it isn't it
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, and um, I think um, it's like I, I remember at first when I was younger. I, I wouldn't say anything like um, I was doing, maybe some work in school, and I wouldn't um, say I was struggling. Like, put, put, yes. like, like people would be on like, my table knowing all the answers. And I would just, yes. s- the teacher asked me, Am I doing okay? I would just say, Yeah, because um, I didn't want to feel embarrassed because everyone else knew what they were doing, and I didn't. Yeah, I'm like, Yeah, I know
1: that feeling. Yeah. Maths and numbers, I'm shocking. I don't know how I teach my year four kids I have no idea and I tell them that I hate maths with a passion but um yeah so it is one of those. I think especially worded problems and it's interesting because I think being autistic I take the literal meaning of everything so um I think when even like metaphors in English for me well it's not raining cats and dogs because that can't happen so when I'm teaching certain aspects of English and it's like I have to prepare myself mentally and yeah there's certain aspects where I'm like yeah but I can't I can't physically understand that myself and I've got to explain this to kids what metaphors are and everything else and wordy problems because I can't get my head around them I'm like yeah that's the and that I have to break it down myself completely so um, I think it's been it's been a, quite a journey but I think in the fourth year in I've got quite used to it okay that's that's how to work it. But um, yeah, it's just experience and then and time and everything else. But it's those things as well. Like as a teacher, when they're like, oh, so it's just the sound and it's just the hall that you struggle with. It's actually when you come to teaching the subject, sometimes things like that can
0: completely throw you off as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like uh, I, 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 I can imagine, uh, Sandy. And uh, just, just one last thing, Sandy. Um, like, um, is there any advice that you, you like, like, like from? Your experience a like, with autism and teaching that you maybe give to people that maybe are not as aware with autism and people on the spectrum.
1: I think I think it's having that patience as well. Like have that patience and research. And I think when people are looking, especially child, like especially children and babies, and people try to work out that are oh, their child is there something different about them? Their speech is delayed. Having it at those milestones not to okay not to always assume that oh maybe this is wrong for my child but actually be mindful of that is your child crawling at the age of what they expect you them to be are they talking at that age is it just tongue-tied or is there more to it do you watch your child put things in blocks do you see your child repeat things being aware of those things as what a baby when they're grown and those milestones will help parents become more familiar and if they see those signs earlier they can help that child at a younger age and i think it is so important because i think me being someone that wasn't picked up till in my 20s and you have to children then have to go through the struggles of secondary school and everything else and not understanding why they struggle academically and why they don't like social settings and do things the way they do but if parents are aware of what it might look like or how it might present itself in toddlers that's a big thing so I think looking out for those milestones being aware doing their research and just those little things If you think your child is you know just because they're babbling and you think no, no they've said the word because in your mind you want them to have said a word by a certain age be you have to be honest to yourself and sit there and look at your toddler and think actually there's something not quite right you notice that the toddler's doing this or behaving in that way and being aware at a younger age they can get that help earlier and I think that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah I, I, I completely agree like um, Sandy because I do feel like like like, like parents and like um, that it's very important for them to understand aut- like autism and like so, because I, I, when I was diagnosed it was kind of my parents that who, who like um, noticed that so, yeah. so, so, so someone was wrong and uh, getting tested for autism and then getting but to get diagnosed so I think it's uh, the parents there that are the ones who do kind of notice it Yeah. Um, I think and parents
1: and parents and those that are on the spectrum themselves to embrace it don't see it as a label that oh they're autistic they're, that's a disability that's this that's that don't see it as a label see it and embrace it and yes we're different and yes our minds operate in a different way and see it in that way and we're special and there's not many of us out there and with that said that parents should also when they when they do realize that their child is autistic actually sit there and smile to yourself
0: because yes your child is different they're also unique as well oh, i completely agree there and i think that's a, a great way to like uh, f- like um to f- finish up uh, sandy because we are all u- unique i think and and uh, special yeah definitely yeah so f- f- thank you uh, again sandy it's been a wonderful chat yeah thank you mason
1: i've really enjoyed it and
0: hopefully this will help raise
1: awareness for autism as well going forward
0: yeah i think um i think uh, it, it's great what, what you're doing as well sandy like like um teaching as well and just raising awareness by doing that yeah, yeah well, well, well thank you again sandy and it's been a wonderful chat thank you
1: thank you yeah thank you bye, thank you. bye.